Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Another solo episode coming your way. This time, I plan on using a timer. Although, I think it's safe to say that when listening to a podcast, we're not usually on these time constraints, so it's nice to get chatty with you, and today is no exception. We are going to be doing an episode all about advice I would give to my younger self. Doesn't necessarily mean my young teenage self, could be myself from last week, and I just think that there is, you know, there's some wisdom that comes with age and time, and I feel like if you're doing life right, you're always learning. And so today, by request, is an episode dedicated to things I've learned in my life, is ultimately what it comes down to, and then definitely advice I would give the younger version of me. Let's jump into it. I wanted to take a moment before we jump into this episode and be mindful of the world and the state of life at the moment. There is a lot of heavy news and there is a lot of trauma and tragedy happening in communities of black people and people of color and I want to take a moment to highlight an Instagram account that is helping me personally with continuing my education and keeping me informed. It is called From Privilege to Progress at Priv to Prog at P-R-I-V T-O-P-R-O-G. I'm going to link their account in the show notes. And if you're watching the video, it will be linked in the video description. And I encourage you to give them a follow. I love what they have to say because we all need to continue to show up and do more. Thank you. Back to the show. my YouTube career, which actually on June 3rd, is that not like in two days? June 3rd, 2012 was the first day that I uploaded a video and started my channel. And here we are, 2020, eight years later. That's amazing. It's wild to think, you know, where I started my stuff online and where we are now. And over the course of these years, I have put together a few videos where I share little tokens of advice and tips and things of, you know, stuff I've learned in my life. And I went back and looked at those videos and pulled a few pieces I thought would be fun to um, just reiterate here and share again in light of more time that has passed in life and living during a pandemic and kids getting older and, you know, all the little things. And uh, I narrowed it down to about 10 things, if I'm not mistaken. And these are in no particular order. I like this one to start off with. And it is that nothing is forever. You know, when you're young and you're growing up in a house with family, not everyone's start is this lovely, you know, cohesive, happy experience. There are times where you might feel frustrated. There were times where I felt frustrated. And something that is lovely is that nothing is forever, right? If you find that you're in a moment right now, whether you're parenting small children and it's super difficult or you're, you know, struggling financially because of the state of the world, You know, it isn't forever. This will eventually come to pass, which is a very comforting thought when you're in those very difficult moments. It's hard to 
go to that place when you're feeling like you're struggling, but it is something that is worth reminding yourself um, because there can be some dark times in our lives. And it's nice to know that as the years go on, you know, there will be lighter moments and I'll get to some other, some other things that I've learned, obviously, but it was very comforting. It's comforting to know that what was will not always be. However, on the flip side of that is that nothing lasts forever. So if there are people in your life that are very important to you, and when I think about you know, people that have been very important to me, like my grandparents who are no longer with me, um, you know, it they don't get to stay forever. And you don't get to experience and just keep people forever because life has other plans at times. And so with that, I think it's just so important to appreciate moments when you're in them. You know, like I recently shared a video on my channel where I spoke about my old life in Malaysia and what a beautiful time it was. And I got rather emotional in it. Um, And it's easy to feel those things when you realize that there's no going back. Like, when really good things happen in life, it's so important to try to appreciate it as much as possible and hold on to that feeling because you can't go back to it. Like even if I was to go back to Malaysia right now, it would be very different, you know? So two sides of the coin, but important to remember that nothing lasts forever. This one is kind of self-explanatory, but uh, my second tip is be smart with your money. Try not to let it just burn a hole in your hand, you know? I feel like we all have those moments. I made a couple purchases the other day that may have been influenced by white wine. Could have also been the hard lemonade. Either way, <laughs> it wasn't an epic purchase, but be smart with your money. You know, I find like as I go through life, yes, money is very important. Let's not kid ourselves. Money doesn't buy happiness per se, but it buys a lot of other things that can be quite comforting. Um, and when you don't have it, we can kind of feel like I don't know, it's hard to get, it's hard to hold on to, but I have seen people create beautiful lives without having all of the money that you think that they would have. They were just very smart and strategic with how they spent their money, how they saved their money, the lifestyle they chose to lead. Um, And just a small example is like when we bought our first house, we were uh, just a one income family at the time, my channel and all of this influencer stuff wasn't really, you know, wasn't what it is now. And um, we were approved for a rather high mortgage. But then when you break down the numbers and you really think like, okay, well, hold on, what are our monthly bills going to look like? And are we going to be house poor, you know, forced to just, yay, we have a house, but that's like all we have. And so we went way on the lower end of the budget and found a house well, well, you know, within our range of what we could afford to get. And it may not have been, you know, the perfect Pinterest house or whatever, or what you're comparing other people who are online showing off their stuff. I don't know. You know, sometimes we can feel insecurities about that. But It was a house that we owned and I loved that little house and it was something we could afford. And I think sometimes it's easy to get wrapped up in having the best of this and the newest of that. And I get into trouble with that myself, but it's also nice to be like, I got so much money in the bank and I'm not worried when a rainy day hits. And if I need to replace the hot water tank or I need to, you know, oh, a pandemic hits and income is low for a few months, 
you are okay. So I think my biggest tip, yeah, would be with money, try to save it, try to be smart with it. Maybe do some investing and don't be scared of it. Like take the time to learn about money. It's not a skill that you will ever regret. When you're choosing your friends and your partner, this next point is choose them wisely. Try not to settle because the people you surround yourself with basically make or break your life. And that sounds super dramatic, but it is so true. Like when I was a teenager, um, my friends didn't really smoke cigarettes. I mean, they did other bad teenage things, but I wasn't, you know, it was important to me as a teenager to not smoke. And I'm wondering if I had friends that were smokers, I probably would have smoked, you know? Um, I had some friends at one point who kind of made me feel bad about myself. And I wish I could tell young Amanda, like, you don't need to be with that person. You don't need to hang around that person. Um, it seems so like, what's this finite, the word? It seems so grand, you know, when you're in high school and you have your friend group and there's people you probably don't hang out with because kids can be cruel. And, and, um, sometimes you think that this is like forever that you're going to feel this way, or these are the only friends you're going to have. And it's really hard to see beyond yourself. And that can even continue to happen into adulthood. And I just think it's so important to choose your friends because you are the product of the people you surround yourself with. So if you think about, you know, friendships you want to have or relationships you want to be in. I sort of equate it to like when I was managing people, when I used to work in an office space and was an administrative manager, it's like you want to hire people that are better than you because they will uplift you. And so, you know, hang around people that inspire you to be better or dream bigger or challenge you in different ways because, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. And with your partner who you choose to spend your life with, if you choose to spend your life with a partner, they will greatly impact how your life flows. And honestly, like the happiness piece of your life will be greatly impacted by your partner. So choose wisely. Make good choices. Don't always base your things on exterior, you know, on the visual or don't always base it on the way, you know, your intimate life is at the moment, because that ebbs and flows. You want to think about when you're in specific to your partner, when you're in darker moments in life, like you have a newborn, or you have a sick child, or you're sick yourself, or you go through a pandemic, and the world is in a state of chaos, is the person you're standing next to you, that was a weird sentence, is the person you're standing next to someone that you want on your team? Or are they dragging you down? So be very mindful of the people you hang around, you know? And hey, as a young person, you might get caught up with some of the wrong people, but it's not permanent. You know, you can change things. You can choose to hang around other people. You can try to form new friendships. You can get hobbies. It's a big one. Speaking about relationships and friendships, um, I won't dwell too long on this one. It's a little bit fiery, but when it comes to your sexuality, do not be afraid to explore and have fun. And I think that the youth of today and just people in general are far more open-minded with, I mean, the just the entire topic of sexuality. Like when I was a teenager, there was not really a discussion about trans 
people about people who identified as non-binary. There wasn't really discussions. That was just other, you know, and we just didn't go there. Um, Today, my goodness, my children know far more than I did. Also, the way that people identify in terms of whom they choose as partners is so much more open-minded. And I just think it's wonderful. And if you aren't feeling like the traditional setup is for you. It doesn't have to be for you. And that's what I think is so incredible right now, that the options are so endless. And it's not to say that it's not difficult to choose something that isn't you know, traditional or conservative or what your parents think is appropriate or you're the people, you know, it's hard to even make that sentence and, and not offend. But at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. And you know, coming back to choosing your friends and choosing your partner wisely, make sure it's someone you want to be with, you know, and maybe you don't, or maybe it's multiple partners, or maybe your relationship dynamic looks very different than the norm. You don't need to explain yourself to anyone. You get to choose the life you want to live as long as you're not hurting anyone. It's good in my books, you know, and If the people in your life are not necessarily supportive of your choices, of whom you choose to love and be with, find new people. I know that that can be harder to do than just say, um, but it's worth putting the effort in because you should be happy, right? Explore. Explore your sexuality. And, you know, furthermore, explore it solo, Like get to know your body, get to know what makes you feel pleasure. And as a woman, get comfortable asking for what you want and being confident and um, willing to be vocal about that because it is usually a wonderful, delicious side of your life. And it's like the best way that adults, you know, get to play. Um, I mean, it's the most fun right? For me anyway. And so I just think I've always been really open about it. But had I had the confidence now as a younger person, I just wonder what those relationships would have been like. They probably would have been that much better. So explore, have fun, be safe, you know? Again, in no particular order, but this one, I feel I even have to remind grown-up adult Amanda on the occasion. And it's that be you. Very simple words, sometimes very hard to accomplish. Try not to let people dim your sparkle. I had found at points of my life that my friend group, specifically when I was younger, this doesn't really happen now as an adult, because honestly, I just don't have tolerance for it. But as a young person, I found that some of the people I hung around with I don't know if they felt threatened by me, if they just didn't like me because, hey, you're not everyone's cup of tea. Um, But it's like they just didn't pick up what I was putting down. They weren't grasping it. They weren't celebrating me. Not to say I need a celebration, but you know what I mean? The people, your friends should genuinely enjoy your company. It just felt like that wasn't there. There were parts of my life where I honestly felt like they saw me as an outsider and I wasn't, I honestly wasn't engaged in conversation. Like people wouldn't even address me. I was a little shy, which I know is hard to believe, but I was a little shy and probably because I just sensed that I wasn't wanted in that peer group, which in hindsight is so like come on, right? It's so, it's ridiculous. 
I wish I had had the confidence as a young person to recognize what was happening and to just distance myself from them rather than try to get them to like me, right? What a waste of energy. If you meet me and you're not, you know, you're not vibing with me and I'm not vibing with you, let's move on. Like it's not going to work out. Cool beans. Keep it trucking. But to sit there and try to convince people that you're an amazing person, that you have so much to offer is not worth your time and energy. Do not let people dim your sparkle and honor what you bring. You know, I am a raging extrovert, but I'm very sensitive to people who don't have the same energy capacity as me. I love engaging in one-on-one conversation. I'm not here to just put on a show, you know, like I want real authentic connections and if it's not if it's not there, it's not there. You just got to move on. So young Amanda, young people everywhere, just, you know, coming back to the previous point, find new people. If those people don't celebrate you. It's time to find new ones. This next one, I still have to remind myself and work on this because it's not something that comes naturally to me, but it's to allow your, your heart and your mind to wander and to allow yourself to come up with dreams. So I don't know exactly if this is accurate, but this is kind of my, you know, when you self-analyze and you've been to therapy as much as I have, and you're genuinely curious about yourself and about personal growth. um, I feel like when you grow up in a household where there is not a lot of money and a lot of tension and frustrated people, um, you can kind of be in this state of survival and you're not... You know, when when your family is going paycheck to paycheck, it can be really hard to imagine a life that you're not existing like that. And it's really hard to see outside of your bubble. So it's like, oh, where's the food? Where's the, how are the bills going to get paid? How are we going to pay the dentist? That kind of stuff. Um, It's hard to be like, I'm going to take the next hour and dream about, you know, things I want to do when I grow up or the life I want to lead. And it can be really hard to do that. So I think because of that start, dreaming and allowing my heart to wander and thinking of potential just doesn't come naturally to me. It's something I have to work on. It's like a muscle I need to exercise. So young people everywhere, adults who didn't necessarily learn this skill like myself, um, allow your heart and mind to wander. And, you know, you want to be realistic because there are some dreams that are just so far-fetched completely unattainable. You know, I'm not, um, I'm not this eternal optimist who thinks that you can do anything because that's, I just don't think that's a fair thing to equip people with because let's be honest, there are variables in place that allow certain things to happen. And, uh, we're not all equipped with that, whether it's money, whether it's opportunity, whether it's language, whether it's, who knows, right? So within reason, um, but allow yourself to have dreams that are just for you. You know, if you're a parent and you have children, you naturally probably have goals and aspirations for your children and your family. Um, but what about your career? What about things you're curious about? Uh, hobbies you want to take up, skills you want to learn, like allow yourself to have those little dreams, even if they're just little ones. And for me, it's working on the little ones to then enable the bigger ones to take place. But yeah, I like that one. It's it's a sensitive one. It's I feel weird sharing it because, you know, first of all, I'm not an expert. I'm just a regular person sharing life. But um, 
I just think that like, it's something that's hard for me. You know, I'll have business discussions with people or discussing what my future could look like professionally. And I find I limit myself just because I, I don't want to be disappointed. I think is probably part of it. And I need to thrive. You know, we're not in a state of survival anymore. Girl, you allowed to thrive and you're allowed to grow and blossom and give myself permission to do that. And I would remind everyone out there to do the same, you know, and the flip side of that dreaming, having goals. Is it a flip side? No, it's an adding, it's an added part to it, but I would remind younger versions of myself to try to be as present as possible. Um, I remember, and I know I've touched on this before, but like when I was living in Vancouver, which I lived there for about four and a half years, uh, so between the ages of like 21 and 25, and I had a wonderful life, I made lots of friends, I took up ballroom dancing, I had a great job, Dean and I just really like solidified our relationship there, we got married, like so many wonderful things happened, Um, but I did find that there was... And it's possibly because I spent so much time by myself. Uh, Dean was working overseas and was just visiting and commuting back to Canada every now and then. But I found I was always looking forward to something rather than just enjoying this moment for what it is. So when Dean would be in Asia and I was in Canada, I would just be longing for him to be home rather than being like, Hey, I can watch my own show. I can do what I want. I can work out. I can hang out with friends. I was always longing for that, that next experience. Um, you know, when we were early married, I was longing for the babies, you know, and it's like, it will have everything. Well, I mean, not everything, but things happen as they're, I want to say meant to be, but that's kind of garbage too. Things happen you know, over time and you, you can't have everything all at once, but it's like coming back to that first point that was like, nothing lasts forever. I mean, looking back, I definitely have been very present in my life, but I just think, dang it. If I knew how good life was at that time, I think I would have appreciated it more, you know, like it's a convoluted way to say it, but I think you get what I, you're picking up what I'm putting down and it's, um, you know, enjoying things for what they are. Like the other day, we're very fortunate, privileged to have a backyard. We have this pool that we bought uh, a few years ago. And so we've got that thing set up. Is it the prettiest thing you've ever seen? No, I'm not longing for the day that I have an in-ground pool. If that ever happens, I'm literally just like, this water feels great on my body. My kids are laughing. We're playing in the sun. How lucky am I to be alive right now and enjoying this moment? Those moments are fleeting. They're not a permanent state of being, but it's nice to just acknowledge as they're happening, you know? I know through this, we have dabbled and and kind of danced around the topic of mental health, but um, I think that especially now, like I'm seeing a lot of conversation around toxic positivity. um, And when you're looking at people online living their lives, depending who you follow, if they're not necessarily showing the harder moments, you sort of can set yourself up, especially if you don't have as much life experience as a younger person, but you can set yourself up for um, feelings of shame, almost like you're not living up to this expectation, unrealistic expectations that you've created in your life. And maybe you have moments where you feel very down. Maybe you have diagnosed mental health issues that you need some medication for 
no shame, you know, but if you're not up to par or you're not always optimistic or you're not always positive, that can weigh heavy. We have, you know, you could probably think of people in your life who are these, I mean, toxic positivity is a real thing. You know, there has to be some realism with life to say, like coming back to the dreaming thing. Yes, have dreams, dream big. I mean, envision a life for yourself that seems like, how am I, how am I ever going to get there? And then what happens if you do? That's amazing. But to not acknowledge the, the challenges that can come up, maybe some difficulties in attaining certain lifestyles, certain body shapes, certain degrees. I don't know. Like there's so many little things. It's hard to pinpoint what would be a trigger for you specifically. But essentially what I'm trying to say is that there is no shame in having emotions and and waves of them and even periods of your life that are difficult and then you go back up and then you go back down. Like this is normal and there's no shame in it. There's no shame if at some points in your life you are struggling with your mental health and other points you're not. Um, I, I'm glad to see that conversations are shifting around this online because it's providing a far more realistic um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, benchmark. That's the word kind of, but you know, like something to compare to, oh, oh, we're not always going to be giggly and happy and cheerful and dancing. And, and sometimes it's hard and life gets messy and complicated and it's okay. Right. So I would remind my younger self that being positive, being optimistic, it's not a permanent state of being like happiness, like sadness, these things ebb and flow and it's normal to feel many different things in a day. Um, yeah, I would, I think that's a doozy. That's a big one. And especially young people, they experience things a lot deeper in some ways. Um, things can hurt to a different degree. Breakups, friendship, break, you know, those kinds of things can really, really be extremely painful. But if you knew that it's okay to feel those heavy things because things come and go, right? This too shall pass type of concept. I feel like it would be, I feel like it would be good to know those things, you know? This one is, you know, maybe a little on the heavier side, but without offending anyone in my life, um, this message is that history does not have to repeat itself. If you grew up with a family dynamic that was dysfunctional, abusive, neglectful, you name it, all those heavy, heavy words that create trauma in our lives and some wounds that can be very deep, you don't have to do that in your life. Like your history does not define your present moment. You know, you cannot completely vanquish you know those experiences those experiences are yours they are part of your story they are part of who you are but they don't define you right in this moment um coming back to this like toxic positivity thing do you get to choose how you feel every day sort of kind of you know as an adult like 
yes, to a certain degree, but sometimes there are variables in the world, like a pandemic, for example, like job loss, like illness, that no, you don't necessarily have control. And that's a very frightening experience. But you don't have to repeat bad habits. You don't have to have the same family life. You don't have to have the same types of relationships. And that's a very comforting thought. I would have loved to have known that. As a younger person, again, exposure to social media, things that kids and and people get to follow online. I love that these conversations are being had and these messages are being shared. Um, And it would have been just a nice little beacon of light because I carried around a lot of anger for a long time because I felt like I wish things had been different in some aspects of my life. And I still wish for those things, but I don't hold on to that anymore. I... I realize in this moment that it's part of me. It's not all of me. Like you can't, was was it Oprah who says like you can't um, change, oh, I'm going to screw up this quote, but it's like you can't change your roots. Like it's, they're part of you, but you can change the present moment and your current family dynamic and your current relationship and how you react and how you respond and the work you put in, you know, the work that you do for yourself and on yourself it's never going to be work that you will like you'll regret you may not have been taught certain coping skills and mechanisms as a young person you can learn them as an adult it might be trickier but there are ways to do it and um, I feel like that's a very hopeful message to people because sometimes I see young people um, specifically like mother-daughter relationships. I have lots of conversations uh, with people about that, but I've seen people be very fearful of what their, what their, you know, how they might be as mothers because of their challenging relationship. And I, I want to tell people like, it can be different. And the relationship I have with my mother now is very different and we make different choices now. Yeah, it's just it's just nice to know that the cycle does not have to repeat itself. You can choose a different path and a different outcome with your relationships. You can choose to respond differently. You can, you know, coming back to like the work you do on yourself when you learn your triggers, you know how to respond. Like it's it's very hopeful. Ultimately, you can create a new path. This last one, I wanted to leave it on a positive note, is say yes to things, right? I have found that sometimes I can let fear take over and I get really nervous and I want to, you know, just run away from an experience or I feel like, oh, this is going to be hard and I feel uncomfortable and nervous. I've learned over the years that when I feel that, granted, as long as it's like a safe situation, but when I feel those things, I know I need to push through and walk in that direction because that is where the growth happens. That's where the magic happens. That's where those amazing life experiences come from. I could just name like a bunch off the top of my head. For example, recently I spoke on a stage for uh, Tova Lee's show. Tova Lee had toured in Canada and I opened her Toronto show and it was incredible. Actually, she toured all over. It was like a world, you know, an international tour and it was so nervous. I, I was so nervous. It was nervous. Pardon. I was nervous. It was a brand new experience and I loved it. I'm so glad that I did it because it's like, I don't know. Had I said no, I wouldn't have had that experience. I wouldn't have had that opportunity. I'm grateful for the opportunities that I come that come my way, and I've learned to appreciate and accept a gift when it is received, whether it's something I've worked terribly hard for 
whether or not it's like a spontaneous thing, I'm learning to see the positives and lead with, yes, I may be nervous, but do it anyway. Say yes to things because you just don't know what might happen, you know? And that is, I guess that's it. Those are like 10 tips you know I could provide more. In fact, I have a list of like 18. I definitely tried to work in a little bit more than just the 10, layer a few ideas in there. But I hope you enjoyed these. Whether you are a younger person listening or you're just like me or even a touch older, I think at the end of the day, my bonus one is stay coachable, stay open, always be ready to learn. I think the moment you think you've learned everything is the moment things start to go downhill in a hurry. You know, it's, um, there's so many things I don't know about. There's so many things I'm still learning and I'm just here ready, you know, waiting for the gifts of the, of the universe. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. If you feel so inclined, head over to Apple podcasts and give this podcast a rating. Five stars would be awesome. And leave a comment. That would be even greater. Tell your friends about it. That's how podcasts kind of get into other people's ears is uh, word of mouth. I find that's the best way. Share it on Instagram if you'd like. Tag me at Amanda Muse. And that's it for now. I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for everyone who was watching. I so appreciate you being here. Give this video a big thumbs up. Comment below. I would love to hear from you. If you have any topics you'd like me to tackle for the next episode, I am open and ready to receive. So send them my way. All right. Thanks for watching. Bye.